Welcome to the Self-Care Project podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness. As coaches, moms, and athletes, we share what has worked for us and our clients, as well as our struggles. We are passionate about being real as women, moms, and professionals, and helping others live healthy lives through sustainable habits. Our mission is to help more people see self-care is not selfish. We are here after weeks and God, I, don't, I hate to even say it, but months of going back and forth, uh, we are finally on track ourselves and we are here together. I'm here with Casey and this is Stacy, and we're going to talk to you guys about getting back on track. It seems to be the theme. Casey and I, you, you and I are on two totally different playing fields when it comes to the balls that we're juggling, right? And I think today our, our topic is going to kind of, um, you know, relate to anybody who is trying to juggle a lot in their schedule, whether they're juggling kids or a job or just in life, dude. Um, I actually asked some friends in a group the other day. I'm like, what is your biggest struggle? What's the hardest thing about getting back on track? So Casey, what do you think for you is the hardest thing about getting back on track? And then I'll share what my friend said. Uh, I think it's, I think it's just, I feel like it's just life. And when you, when you're a mom in the stage of life that I am in, and especially, I mean, like, and for us, you know, you have the added layer of, you know, obviously we homeschool and um, it's really hard. I think for me that with kids and activities, you know, and trying to maintain some sort of schedule and consistency with schoolwork, um, it's just this matter of, some like maintaining control of your day and not feeling like your day is just constantly running you. And that's, that's where I feel like I've been in a, in for a while, like I've been in these trenches of taking a step back and looking at my day and being like, I don't have any idea what I'm getting done. I don't have any idea what's happening. I mean, like we're getting to all of the things that we, that are on our schedule, but that's about the extent right. of the control that I feel like I have right now. So I think it's yeah, just, we showed up for math, but we don't really know if anything happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, we're, we're at lessons and we're at practices and we're at our community group this, this semester, you know, and we're, we're kind of getting the schoolwork in, but it's, and then it's like, if one part of your life is kind of succeeding right now, the, the, the other parts are like, are falling apart. Like I'm to the point right now where, you know, William and I've had this discussion where pretty sure I'm hiring my housekeepers back because I, I just can't do all of it. And, and that's okay too. So one of the things that, um, so my friend Amy had said, finding a routine where work takes precedent over housework, errands, et cetera. I feel like I'm playing catch up from summer. So of course, Amy has kids who are home all summer and she works from home. So she is struggling trying to find a routine. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of like, ah, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And then you fall and now you got to get up and figure out, like, get your pace back. And so I feel like that's where a lot of people are. Um, my friend Candace said, yeah, mine is juggling so many balls at one time. Um, and, you know, just again, like trying to get back into that routine. What is the routine? Does it need to, is it going to be the same routine that it was before? Is it something different? How, how is that? How can you fit what your priorities are now into a new routine? And how do you even get started? Um, my, um, 
but this is the, you know, the big thing, like I'm just coming back from a big vacation and a conference that I kind of all wrapped up into one. Um, but it's like, you know, trying to, everybody's seen the, the memes and the gifs or whatever about, you know, the trying to earn money, drink water, eat food, work out and keep the kids alive. Like, <laughs> you guys are alive. You're breathing. Like I'm, I'm winning the day right now. Um, and I had, and I, Casey, you'll be able to see this, but there's literally like, I sent a, I sent a gif of a woman literally laying on the floor and she's being pelted by dodgeballs. <laughs> kind of like what my life feels like right now. And I don't even have kids at home. Um, my kids are adulting They're They got their stuff together. I have been so proud of both of them in the last couple of weeks. So I'm not dealing with things on that level, but I'm still kind of dealing with getting my feet wet with a new job and in a new place, a new place to live. I moved all the way across the world, literally. Um, my dad died. Who's <laughs> trying to wrap all of that up with my mom and my brothers and, and then traveling for work. And then my husband was, my husband was in Japan and then I was here for three months. And so living like, you know, by myself, <laughs> which I tell you, sometimes I think I might get a little too comfortable with that. <laughs> um, but then trying to integrate him back, like you, you know, you and I were talking before we started that, you know, when, when your partner is home, like it throws things off and it's that, again, it's that I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And now somebody's throwing me off the side of the road and now I got to find my pace again. And, you know, you finding your pace with your partner, you finding your pace with your kids. Like, I just feel like that's, it's just finding your pace. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. Like this is a season of life. And I think regardless of what season of life that you're in, you know, it's, you're trying to figure out how to manage it and get yourself in the routine. But the, the, the biggest issue with that is like your routine cannot account for the unexpected, you know, it, it can in a certain sense, but like, it's, you can only, you can only account for it so much, right? There are just certain things that are going to come at you throughout the day, throughout the weeks that you just really don't have any control over. And you have to learn to just kind of like roll through that without it feeling like it takes you out of the game. You know, for us this week, like deployment was supposed to start on Monday. We are now Wednesday here in Japan. And I just took William to the ship for the third time in hopes that right. they are going to get underway today. And so that, even that, that this whole week of like this emotional roller coaster of like saying goodbye and then just kidding, he's home and then saying goodbye. And it's, it's been a lot. And, you know, this is finally fingers crossed, at least for, at least for the kids. And I, this is our last go around for, um, this deployment season. And, you know, so I'm of this mindset where it's just kind of like, I just need you to go and get this done. Like, we're just in this stage where it's like, this is so disruptive. Like, and when you've done this and you know, when you've done this for as long as I've done this and that you did this, you're just like, just go because like, I need you to be gone because then I know you're coming back. And then at this point of our lives, we're like, once you come back, we get to move on to the next phase of our life. So we just need this. We just need this to happen. And I think that's the part that a lot of people kind of miss out on. And I, we could do a whole podcast on this. Um, the, uh, the thing that a lot of people miss out on with that is that you don't realize in the moment. And especially when you're thinking about the, the moments that you're missing and the time that you're missing, the guilt that you feel for, could you just go? Because you, I, we're trying to do things. We're trying to get stuff done. And like, 
you know, this is not like, oh, you know, dad's gone for, you know, a, a two week trip, you know, a business trip for whatever, like this is major disruption. And this is, you know, you don't, we don't live, we haven't lived in our hometown with family that can support us and things like that. So when your partner leaves and your partner is a big part of maintaining your household, when they come in and out like that, it's also just this reorganization of your roles as parents and you're like, oh, I don't have to take the garbage out anymore because you're here. Well, did I tell you that you were taking the garbage out now that you're here? Or, oh, I, I don't guess I don't have to cook dinner every night. Or now I do have to cook dinner every night because you are here because before we ate cereal three days. <laughs> so there's that. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's little things, but I'll tell you, you know, these are big things and you and I both have big things. We've had a sick child. We've had a parent pass away. We've had, you know, a, a world, an international move. I've gotten a new job. You have also recently moved and started homeschooling. Like these are huge life-changing things, but I'll tell you what people don't really think about is the resiliency that's needed for those little things that happen. And these could be little things that happen where it, what, summertime's over, your kids are going back to school. Even if you're homeschooling, the type of school and the things that you're doing typically, because we're still not homeschooling year round, you know, you still have that change and kind of the, the difference in how things go once summertime, you know, is over. And, or maybe it's, you know, going and visiting family and things like that. But there's also the little things in there. It's like, oh, yesterday I thrown off of my whole day because I came home. I went to go, Jason and I are sharing a car because we're trying to be fiscally responsible. <laughs> we, if we survive this year, it, it, I, I, we just, we're going to do, we're going to survive. Anyhow, we're sharing a car. I showed up to pick him up from work yesterday. He had a meeting, meeting ran late. And then they had to have a meeting about the meeting. I'm like, grief. so I missed my class that I was going to yesterday. Well, I'm a big baby. And I decided that I didn't want to go to the later class because I don't want to get home and then eat and go straight to bed. So, but it threw my whole day off. So I'm like, well, what do I do? Do I just give up? Do I just eat cereal and not do anything? Or do I how, like, how do I rearrange my schedule and how do I have how do I bounce back from that? And I think that's what a lot of people don't think about when they think about, oh, this has to happen. I have to go, I have to work out on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I have to have this, 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 and this plan to eat. And if I don't have all of these things and, and I'm coming from a, you know, fitness and nutrition standpoint, but if I don't have all these things and they're not perfect, then I just give up. I'm having wine and French fries for dinner. So you know, it's, or you're like, screw it. I'm going to Taco Bell. Um, I don't have any Taco Bell in 20 years. I keep talking about Taco Bell because I really kind of want to have Taco Bell and you and Amy love Taco Bell. And I just need to get with the program. It's been a minute. <laughs> so, um, but anyhow, I, you know, it's things like that. It's like, all right, you know, how can, how can we teach resiliency? This is one of the things that I have, that I'm really, really huge on teaching my clients. I'm huge on teaching this to my active duty clients that I work with. Like when I'm teaching command fitness leader courses, you have to stress to people that just because you have one bad day 
or one bad moment does not mean that you ruin the whole rest of your day or the whole rest of your week. If you, if you shit the bed on Wednesday, you don't wait till Monday to start over again. Mm -hmm. You just start with the next meal, start with the next workout. Like you just got to roll with the punches. And, you know, sometimes, and we'll talk about this at the end, that takes showing yourself a little bit of grace. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, that, that's my, that's my resiliency skill. We don't think resiliency. <laughs> I yeah, I think it's too, it's this matter of like, of really just prioritizing and you kind of, you touched on that a little bit and it, it really has to come down to understanding that I, I don't care how well organized your life is, how, how type A OCD you are, you are going to find yourself in a situation where you are going to have to learn to prioritize. Like what, what are your non-negotiables and what are the things that if this, if this works out, that's a huge bonus. But if it doesn't work out, this doesn't really, this isn't going to have any sort of like life altering impact. We have gone through some really big things. And when you talk about trying to get back on track, you know, we did have a medical emergency with Ryan this summer. It brought William home off of deployment. And I was so thankful for that because they allowed him to stay here, which, which I needed. It was a very traumatizing event for me personally, but, but like, it, when it was fantastic. Like we haven't had summertime with him since 2019. And mm -hmm. so I really accepted that blessing and just gave myself that, that grace for being like, okay, well, you know, like I thought we were going to have like this, this structure that was going to exist. And it didn't look anything like what I had planned, but I, but I had to just accept that something major and something traumatizing had happened in our lives. And that the, that we were being given this time for a reason and giving that family time. And, you know, my kids really needed that. And so we, but it, but like, it's taken some time, you know, having him home in a time period where he's never, he hasn't been home in so long, you know, that is majorly disruptive. So you just have to get to where you have to be okay with, with certain things, just not not getting done or not, not being the way that you planned it to be, but understanding that it's not your excuse to just like throw in the towel and be like, okay, I'm just done with this altogether. And right. we're just going to fly by the seat of our pants for, for months at a time or weeks at a time, you know, and just really learning how to really prioritize those, those things. And knowing that you cannot, you cannot prioritize everything at once. You know, when you're talking about trying to build back a routine, start, you know, start with two or three things, you know, how like prioritize two or three things, get, get yourself on a schedule where those, those are becoming your, your main, your, you know, your staples. Those are, those are becoming very consistent. And right. then once you've mastered those, then you, then you can add to that list. But we've talked about this a lot. Like this is not an all or nothing concept. You know, this is not, I'm only successful if I do all of this immediately and consistently, like the, this is like, I have to build into this routine, you know, and I have to learn prioritization and I have to learn sometimes to say no and protecting your space in that way, because the art of no is huge. And that's something that even in, even at this stage, I mean, you know, we're, you guys were through the middle of September. Like, I don't even know how we got here, you know, but, <laughs> but I've had to change. <laughs> Yeah, but I've had to change some things that I would normally do during this time of year um, because I just know I have to prioritize stuff differently. You know, we changed the style in which Ryan, like Ryan is no longer doing online school. Like she is home with, she is, she is here and she is doing homeschool at home. 
you know, so that changed a lot for me this, this year. And I had to prioritize that over some of the things that I usually prioritize for myself, you know, and it, it wasn't, it's not me. It's not me giving away things that I need to do and, or, and giving to my child instead of taking care of myself. This does take care of me because what it does is it allows me to keep my mental health in check because I didn't just keep piling on my plate because this was the routine that I was used to. And I just shifted my priorities and I knew that I was going to need to do that because I knew that if I kept my Tuesday morning commitment, that was something that was truly for myself. I knew that if I kept that this first semester, that it was going to be a really big struggle for me. And so I had to weigh that change with, you know, the benefit with, you know, there's the, the benefit. Outside. Yeah. 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 And so yeah. it's like, and so far that's working out because what I'm realizing is I'm okay with that. Like Tuesday doesn't roll around and I'd be like, and I, I don't even process the like missing, feeling like I'm missing something by not, not having my normal Tuesday routine. You yeah. know, I knew that I needed to create a more consistent routine throughout the week. And after months of experience, like a really great school day on Monday and then Tuesday immediately being a change for the schedule and then having to feel like we're playing catch up the rest of the week to get back on track. Like I'm not, I'm not going through that anymore. And so me giving up that Tuesday thing that was for me, I still, that still benefited me. I don't feel like I've lost anything. Right. And you know, the thing is, is I love calendars and I love to do lists and all those things, but you know, like you said, you can't force something that is not going to fit. You have to make it simple, make it sustainable, and you can always add more things in later. So like you said, once you get this routine with your kids, you can always go back and add in those other things for you later. Uh, and that's the magic of being in control of your own life and, you know, being an adult like, oh, this isn't serving me right now. So I'm going to take it out or this is just not the, the benefit of this activity that I'm doing does not outweigh the anxiety and the stress that it causes me. And, you know, that's you make the rules. If you can only fit two days a week of yoga in right now, then do the two days a week of yoga mm -hmm. and add in something later once you establish a routine and you feel like you have some breathing room for that. Do it, right? Do the two days of yoga. Just don't beat yourself up when you can't go five days a week. And for real, you're more likely to quit and never start again if you add too much onto your plate too fast. And that's the same thing with you. You may never join back with that group again if you add it on to, or you may resent your kids for homeschooling or be frustrated and not be able to show up your best way for them or to mm -hmm. be able to show up in that other space the best way. And that's how I realized, you know, I thought for a long time, I was like, maybe I'm not an extrovert. The truth was, is that I piled on so much onto myself that I never gave myself an opportunity to recharge and I never took the time to evaluate how I was feeling. And we'll talk about this in a minute, but you know, whether it was, whether I needed to be in that space in that time. And that's come with a, a lot of emotional maturity. <laughs> I'm still working on that, by the way. <laughs> I, think we, I don't know that we ever stop working on it, honestly. Yeah. Like, we're, we're just, a, if you, I feel like if, if we, if there's anybody out there listening and you just are like, you don't feel like you're at the stage of life where you're having to like really work on stuff anymore. Like, I really like for you to reach out for to us. Cause like, I want to know <laughs> how you got, how you got there. I mean, I feel like at some point it, it comes with a certain age where basically you're just like, I don't have to care anymore because oh, I've lived yeah. enough. I've lived enough of my life, but I'm like, 
for those who feel like they've just got this together and you're like somewhere along in the stage of life that we're in, like, I'd like to know. I'd like to kind of know I'm that secret because, yo, we don't have anything. I'm hoping it's 50, but I think it's probably more like 60. Um, so we did really kind of have like some, some big bulleted items that we wanted to point out. So we had like four big things to really kind of help you guys. Um, the first one was the calendar and to-do list. Um, and the second one was to prioritize, which we kind of touched on that a little bit. You have to know what is important, get those things in first, and then you're going to fill in the rest of the time as you start to move down your list. I actually like to write my whole list down and then kind of look at it and scramble it a little bit and be like, all right, well, you know, I know that this is the last thing that I put on the list because it's the really the thing that I don't want to do, but it's the priority. You know, I usually have my top three for the day or my top three for the week. You really kind of have to pull those out and put those up at the top and then you can, you know, reprioritize your, your time or your to-do list or your calendar or whatever. Yeah. And so then the next thing, I, and then we touched this a little bit too, is like, you know, just embracing the art of no, right. It's, and you're not the bad guy when you say no. And I think that's one of the things that I've loved the most about becoming part of this homeschool community is because that is, that is kind of like, people have learned to do that. You know, you want to be, you start to get in this mindset of like, okay, well, my, my kid isn't having that traditional school experience. So I need to try to recreate that at home. But if the reality of it is, is like, most homeschool parents have 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 started homeschooling or have always homeschooled because they don't want their child to have that traditional school experience. But when you're like me and it was something that was never on your radar, it's taken me a long time to really be able to fully adjust my mindset and still be still find myself being like, oh, well, like I don't want them to feel like they've missed out on something. I don't want I don't want them to feel this way or that way. You know, and so but when you get trapped in that mindset, all of a sudden you look around and your schedule is so chaotic and so overwhelmed with everything because you're trying to give your children all all of the experiences that you you fall into this trap of you you've lost control of your day. You're just moving through your day and you're hustling and you're trying to get everybody where they need to go and you're trying to do all the things you need to do and you're trying to keep the house clean. And so it's learning the art of no and understanding how empowering that is, you know, and it's what, if somebody can't accept your no, I, I I'm just going to challenge you to sort of reevaluate that, <laughs> that relationship. Okay, and that's, that's definitely way more of a them thing and not a you. I mean, obviously you, you don't want to come across and, you know, be a brat about it. Right. But sometimes we do have to be the bad guy and you may not even really come across as the bad guy to most people. Um, it's way more of a me thing than a you thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, you, I actually have a ton of respect. I have a really good friend who is really good at saying no. And at first I was kind of like, what? But then I, I, I had so much respect for her because she's able just to say like, oh, I'm just not really interested in that. Um, it's just not really my thing. It's not the right time for me. That doesn't work for me. I don't want to do that. And I just really, that's probably the biggest flex. Like, it, like that <laughs> <It> really is, <laughs> that is bad. At, like I, I want to grow up to be like you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think too. And, and sometimes it's, oh, sorry. people pleaser aside, right. You know, mm -hmm. you don't, you don't need, 
nobody else is paying your bills. Nobody else is spending time with you. You're, you know, building relationship with your husband or your partner or your children or anything else. So, you know, why are you going to let those people influence how you spend your time? And, you, and I've talked about it before in several of our podcasts that sometimes I get into social situations where I don't, you know, or with in social situations with certain types of people where I just, don't like how I feel when, and that's something that I just have to recognize, like, well, that's just not really the right group for me. There's nothing wrong with you guys. You're great. It's just Mm -hmm. not where I want to, not where and who I want to spend my time with. Yeah. And I think, I think you made a really good point with your friend. who's like mastered the art of no. And because you, you are like a recovered people pleaser over here, you know, and, but we still feel like on some level, we, we know we we know we need to say no and we do but we we have we feel then that we have to explain our no to people and i think that's something too that we have to get over and just be like it can just be a no is a complete sentence yeah, yeah. and so you don't owe anybody an explanation in that you know and if if people feel like if you can't say no to somebody without having to explain that to them or without them making you feel a certain way about it again, like it's time just to sort of reevaluate. Like if that, if that person is, is really a good fit for, you know, long-term relationship, because sometimes it's just not, you know, and it's, it can be really simple. Like, no, it's, I mean, it's, you don't, you don't owe anybody an explanation. Right. And I think sometimes when we make up excuses for things that that's what tends to offend people like, Oh, I can't go. I'm busy that night. And then they found out that you're at home eating pizza in your bed, watching Netflix. And it's like, you really is okay for you to one say no and not have an explanation. It's also okay for you to say, Hey, you know, I'm just not really feeling up to her. I'm fine. I'm just not feeling real peopley today. Um, I am not necessarily the recovering people pleaser, but I am always recovering from FOMO. So I always have the fear of missing out. Am I going to miss out on some good gossip? Am I going to miss out on something fun? Is everybody going to come back to the office on Monday and talk about what a great time they had? You know, it's, you know, you just have to decide, you know, like you had said with your, the thing that you are you know, have removed from your schedule. It's like, all right, is it going to be fun enough that it warrants the anxiety or the, the fatigue or, you know, Mm -hmm. is it throwing me off of my routine and my schedule if I go to this thing and how, how easily can you recover from that? Yeah. And this is, this is kind of, I think a good spot to kind of move into our last point. And that's just that during this whole process that you're going to go through, like, it's just finding, and we talk about grace a lot, you guys, you know, and there's a reason that we do that because you just have to allow, you have to give yourself the permission to build the life that in the routine and the schedule that you want to build. And it's not going to be perfect and it's going to go really well. And then it's not going to go well and something's going to happen and you're going to, you know, we, we're kind of, I feel like are going to sort of always be on some level in this cycle of routine and life happening and getting back in routine and prior and our priorities shifting, you know, we are not meant to what you've prioritized, you know, what I prioritized in my twenties 
doesn't look anything like what I'm prioritizing right now. Like my 20 year old self would look at me and be like, what happened to us again? Like, how did we get here? You know? And so it's like, yeah. So it's understanding that as you grow through life and you grow through different stages in life, you're going to need a lot of grace for yourself because if you can't give yourself grace in all of these things and understand that you are human. And then at the end of the day, we are all really just doing the best that we can do. You're going to create a lot of, like you've said, anxiety, and triggers and stressors that just aren't, aren't necessary. And we totally understand that that is easier said than done. We do not live in a world right now or in a society right now that, that I feel like, um, helps support that mentality. You know, it's, it's doing quite the opposite. It's creating a lot of anxiety and stress. And, you know, so you just have to like, you just have to remember that, you know, grace is, is free and it is unlimited and you can give yourself as much or as little as you need. Cause sometimes you just need to hold yourself accountable, but in the times where it's not that, and you're just really struggling, you know, it is just okay to kind of take a step back and focus on what you need to focus on to overcome whatever, whatever struggle you have going on in that moment. For real, when you feel like you're being dragged behind the bus or laying on the floor, being pelted by those balls that you've been juggling, that it, you are the last person that should be giving yourself shit. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, why? We're like, you, you're like, see yourself coming out of your own body and kicking you. <laughs> it's like, why yeah. would you do that? Like, uh, excuse me, ma'am, I'm having a hard time. Why are you kicking me? <laughs> um, like and- not only are you getting dragged behind the bus, but you're also trying to drive the bus at the same time exactly. and you just can't, you just can't do it. And so I think to avoid just complete total shutdown and, um, you know, just breaking down to the point where you just lose all sense of care and trying to come back from that because, you know, let's be honest, these kinds of things can, can sometimes put us in a really dark spot, you know, and in a really dark place. And so it's just a matter of, you know, just finding a little bit more balance and being forgiving of yourself. You know, you've probably, you know, we've all extended an extreme amount of forgiveness towards other people, but we tend to extend it to ourselves the least. And that I think is just something that as collectively as a whole that we just need to change. Yeah. Um, I think my, closing statement (laughs) is that when we practice grace and we practice being resilient the same way that we practice any skill that we want to perfect um, when we use those day in and day out whether it be something small that happens or you know something that throws us off track for a moment or throws us off track for a day that prepares us for those big things that can really throw us off track. And so, you know, you, you have to practice this. It's it's like a muscle. It's like exercise, you know, you practice being disciplined and, but you also need to practice being resilient and that allows you to be more consistent, not just more consistent in the things that you do every day, but more consistent in how you handle things. And so Mm -hmm. practice showing yourself grace with some of the small things. And when some of those big things happen, you're like, girl, you got this. It's okay. We're Mm -hmm. we're tripping. We're not falling. We're tripping, you know, and and, (laughs) girl, stop tripping. Um, But I, I think that that is, that is what I want to leave you guys with today is to really practice grace and resiliency um, on a daily basis. Like that's, 
be kind to yourself. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Check the show notes for details. And as always, you can connect with us on Instagram at self-care project podcast. If you're interested in joining us or there's something you want to hear about, please send us a DM. You can find me at caseystevens.com or on Instagram at caseystevenswellness. You can find me at stacygartner.com or on Instagram at stacygartner. Everything else is linked in the show notes. Take care and stay healthy, you guys.